This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Welcome to Fright Night. Oh my god, they said the name of the thing in the thing. Dude, I love this movie so much. So do I. It's so much fun. Like, I knew we were eventually going to get around to doing this one, and I'm so excited. Especially because it's in Throbtober. And this is fucking right up Throbtober's alley. Yeah, I couldn't honestly think of too many more movies that would be perfect for, like, this, like, month. Like, Fright Night, it's not a Halloween movie, but holy shit, I don't... It's a perfect movie to watch on Halloween. It seems perfect for us, because it's got vamp... Or especially for me. <laughs> it's got vampires, it's got horror hosts, it's got, like, 80s camp. Uh, there is some good gore in it. Yeah, some nice melt effects in it. We get some de-transformation scenes that are, like, even more horrifying than certain transformation scenes. Oh, yeah, like, monsters, weird kids, it's yeah. great. <laughs> That's before he's evil. Yeah. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so, Fright Night from 1985, written and directed by Tom Holland, who's no stranger to this podcast, because we did Child's Play that he directed, yes. and... He was in Hatchet 2. Yes. Yeah, he's got a fuck of a resume. Like, he did this, Child's Play, Thinner. Like, Thinner is one of those horrible horror movies I just love to watch. Because it's almost like you want to order a whole shit ton of Uber Eats. And then as soon as it shows up, start the movie. Because it's just a fat man eating. And he's having a great time. <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's not so much of a great time. But you're also not feeling great. So you're kind of both in the same bag. Do you ever feel bad for Tom Holland that other Tom Holland got famous? And he's like, oh no, when people Google me now, I don't pop up anymore. I was about to ask you, like, I couldn't even exactly remember. That's the new Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Okay. No, this is Tom Holland. Fuck you, 12-year-old. <laughs> I think he's our age. He's yeah. just playing one. I think so. He's still 15 in the movies. Yeah. But at least it's not like Steve McQueen and the Blob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Fright Night is a movie, you told me you didn't see this until later on, correct? Oh, I just saw this, I think, this last year. Oh, so this is still, like, a fresh one for you. I know you said you've watched it, like, two, one or two times now, though, right? I've only seen it, like, twice, I think, and this being, like, the third time. Oh, okay. Because I remember, it was, like, super cheap on Amazon, like, a few months ago on DVD. I was like, I'm buying this. I'm getting you. Yeah. <laughs> you should buy it, too, so that way we can cover it soon. I was going to say, I have a copy of this, and I was like, where did I get a copy of this? Um, so you want to just hop into this movie? Yeah, let's go. I fucking love this movie. It's a great time. Alright, so it kicks off with Charlie Brewster, our main character, and his girlfriend Amy. <laughs> making out on the floor next to the bed, which at first yeah. I thought was weird, and then I'm like, oh, they're teenagers. Exactly. It's for if his mom walks in. See, this is where I so, I identify with Charlie so much of, I remember making out with my girlfriend in, like, when I'm in middle and high school, like, on the other side of the bed to, like, kind of hide just in case mom and dad come in. I also have a horror movie playing on the television while I'm doing this, and I'm still kind of interested in the horror movie. Yeah, exactly. 
But they're making out during Fright Night Theater, which is a horror host showing movies. The horror host is Peter Vincent. All right, first piece of trivia, where do you think his name's from? Oh, I wonder. Uh, He 100% reminds me of just, like, if Peter Cushing didn't continue being a movie star and, like, ended up on cable access doing a horror host thing. Exactly. His his name comes from Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. Yeah, that's 100% what you're thinking the whole time. Because I'm trying to think, like, which actual horror host does he remind me of most? Immediately I go to Svengoolie, because he shows all the old horror movies. I was like, no, it's Vincent Tangella and Mr. Livingston who now do creature features out of California. Because Vincent is a British man, um... And he hosts the movies, and he does, like, really old, like, vampire movies and whatnot as well. His thing is he was a former rock star, and he bought a haunted mansion. For real, or, like, his character thing? That's his character thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so people will write him in, being like, I'm trying to find your music, but I can't exactly find it. And he's like, oh, yes, it's very pricey, you know? So, Robbie McDowell, who plays Peter Vincent, it's great because he's not old during the filming of this movie, but he was excited because he got to play an old man, and that's why he looks like he just, like, had his face powdered the entire movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's certain shots where you can tell his hair is just, like, spray-painted white. Yeah, exactly. But back to the whole thing that we're talking about. Yes, we got exactly 30 seconds into this movie and went on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie grabs Amy's boob and stop it, smacks him. And then he just freaks out like an asshole about it. Like, what the hell, Amy? Like, really mean. And then they just resume like nothing happened. Then Amy just lets get into bed and... Okay, so none of that just happened? Yeah, exactly. She and there cuz he makes a comment like we've been going steady for a year now. What are you waiting for? And she's like, "I'm scared." And it's like, "Well, that's understandable. I could I'm not a lady, but I could see from a lady's point of view how that's scary of like you're th- shoving something inside of me." <laughs> I too scream every time I think I'm about to have sex. <laughs> but Charlie's all excited, but then he looks out the window, and he sees his new neighbors who are moving in, carrying a casket. Yeah, and he's immediately, like, he has no idea Amy's even there anymore. Because she's on the bed now, just like, her shirt's off, she's just sitting there in her bra. And she's like, I'm ready, Charlie. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, just a minute. While he's staring at them, carrying the coffin in. And she, like, kind of, like, gets under the blanket, like, okay, I guess it's gonna be a minute. Two things about this scene I want to point out. One, he is like, he could throw a pebble and hit his neighbor's window. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? It's very close. Why is he using binoculars? <laughs> if anything, that's making it harder to see. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole... And it's, I think it was also raining, so it, that's also obscuring it. It's just like the 100% of just like the over of like, oh, he's spying on them. <laughs> yeah, just look, dude. Your yeah. eyes work. <laughs> But the other thing is, I love that he's like, they're, the new neighbors are moving in carrying a casket. And on TV, they're carrying a casket. <laughs> she's like, oh, uh-huh. Is it a big black? Like, she describes one on TV. He's like, yeah. But it's she thinks he's now messing with her with all this. And she gets very angry. She storms out. And she's like, 
<laughs> this is great because she's like, I don't care. We were going to make love and you did. She's saying all this right in front of his mom. And I don't know what Charlie's like. Shut the fuck up. My mom's right there. Because the mom's like, hi, guys. How's it going? Like, she peps up real quick. Like, stop talking now. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she's like, oh, are you having a lover's fight? But that's pretty much it. Amy leaves. She's like, bye. And Charlie's still staring out the window. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, Charlie, that was very rude. He's like, Mother, there's a vampire next door. It'd be like if I went to my mom. I'm like, Mom, Jason moved next door. It's like, Brett, you're in your 20s. Stop. <laughs> we get a quick shot of the school, which no, we don't really spend any time there here, but just to establish our other, like, child, well, teenager character, Ed slash Evil. It's yeah. They call him both. His nickname's Evil. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> and he keeps being like, "Don't call me Evil." It's actually a cool nickname. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this character is great. So he originally auditioned to play Charlie and was very <laughs> upset that they cast him as Evil. That he wasn't the good-looking lead man, and he had to be the dorky friend. Well, I wonder what his audition was like. Did he go in there like all coked up, like his performances, or did he try to do Charlie? <laughs> I imagine so. I know the same thing happened with Matthew Lillard for Scream. Really? Where, like he, oh. I think he auditioned to play Dewey or. <laughs> Or uh, Billy Loomis. It was one of the two. Yeah. And like, no, but you can be the weird friend. Yeah, boy, he, because he's perfect in it. Like, I could not imagine, no matter what scene, uh, what character he was in that movie, Matthew Lillard would have just stolen the movie. It's like, that cop in the background's amazing. <laughs> Back at home, Charlie's walking there, and this lady gets dropped off by the new neighbor's house. And... Are we to assume that she's a hooker? Well, they say that later on the television as well, where they're like, there's a, a prostitute that was found dead in the sewer, da, 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 you know. Okay, and Charlie's instantly got a wooga eyes. Oh, yeah. The, because she asked him, is this whatever house the neighbors are just like, no, that's that one there. He goes inside, because earlier the mom said, oh, I think the new neighbor's gay. He has a live-in car carpenter with him. And he's like, mom, I don't think the new neighbor's gay. Now, I want to, uh, real quick, mention the parallels between this and, like, The Lost Boys. Okay. Of It's an 80s uh, type of movie. Of Like, it's very 80s inspired. You get that from the movie. Like, it's showing the culture from then. Uh, the mom is single in both movies. Um, yes. In The Lost Boys, it's them moving to a new town. And this one, it's the vampire moving to the new town. Um, it's very over the top, but I would say this one I prefer over Lost Boys. I like Lost Boys. I know I'm going to catch shit for that one, but the Lost Boys seems like so overly drenched in 80s where this one, it, like, you know, it's during that time period, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Maybe that's why I like this movie so much, because yeah. you know I fucking love The Lost Boys, so that makes a lot of sense, actually. We're, like, watching this again, I was like, oh yeah, there's, like, the single mom parallel, the vampire's, like, kind of hitting on her for a minute. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that might be it. I never, like, why do I like this movie yeah. so much? It, that probably is at least part of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that night, Charlie's doing homework, and here's a scream next door, and... I think it's that same night he meets Amy for a date at this weird, like, 80s, early 90s, weird cafeteria-style restaurant. Yeah, they, that's a good way to put it. It looks like a school cafeteria, but 
it's nighttime, so they're not at school. <laughs> yeah, think like Saved by the Bell, like that place where people would always hang out in those type of shows. I never watched that show. Oh, okay. Think those early 90s teen yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, Any exactly. Of those. <laughs> She's apologizing to Charlie. They're making up, and like I just feel like you get distracted sometimes. But <laughs> I guess that's okay as long as you start to work on it. And then the TV comes on with the woman he saw earlier's face like, missing and found dead, and he instantly stands up and starts walking towards the TV. All Amy sees is pretty girl on TV, Charlie stands up and just starts following his dick towards the television. He's just, a, as she's in middle of her I forgive you speech, and he's like, oh, he's like, she looks up, he's not even sitting at the table anymore, he's like, she looks over, like, it's him and Ed watching the television. <laughs> she shoves like a chili burger in his face and storms out. I look. She grabs a chili burger from this like. I the only way I can put him is like this dork guy because he's, he's like, hey, but he, she takes his sandwich and smushes it in Charlie's face. This poor, <laughs> this poor nerdy guy just sitting there trying to eat like he's already had like three wedgies that day. He's like, well, I'll have my slop sandwich with cheese and extra mustard, and then I'll feel better. <laughs> Nope, Charlie's gonna have your sandwich. It's, it's like, she has a crush on Amy. It's like, oh no, here comes my crush. Hey, did, where are you taking my sandwich? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Next, we get Charlie poking around the neighbor's house. Like, he starts going into the basement <laughs> door. What are those called? Like, those tornado doors or whatever? Those doors to the basement outside that are, like, on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the shutter doors. Yeah, that's it. He opens up, and then the neighbor's carpenter is like, Hey, you! What are you doing? Uh, nothing. Better keep it that way. Yeah, because he's like, in the carpenter, like, a familiar guy is inside. And it's like, what's this kid up to? He's gonna go find my master. I better go stop him. So, what is he like the Renfield-ish character in this movie? That's what I take from I it. None of the mannerisms or anything, but that type of role. Right, where he's not full vampire, he can still walk around in the day, but he's, like, partially undead, kind of. He's like a ghoul now. Okay, so he's basically waiting to be fully turned. Well, it's almost like, uh, you know, have you watched um, What We Do in the Shadows? Little bits of it. Where it's always the familiars are, like, waiting to be turned. But they're like, how long have you been a familiar? It's like, 40 years! It's like, they're never gonna turn you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that night, Charlie is once again spying on his neighbor, because that's his new favorite pastime. <laughs> he just blares horror movies and stares out the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's relatable. Yeah. And he sees the real owner of the house, and this topless woman, like, making out. He takes off her bra... And then he sees the thing, yeah. but the neighbor looks over and shuts the curtain on him. Where well, he almost does like a pervy, like, oh, how dare you look, of like, he like grabs her close almost as a protection thing, and it's like, and I close the blinds with my giant Nosferatu fingers. <laughs> Dude, I like the vampire style in this movie. I like that they pull from classic, but don't... They're not held to it, you yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of cool things they do with vampire stuff in here. Because a lot of times you either get the classic vampire of, like, Christopher Lee or Bella Lugosi, or you get the monster vampires from, like, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, exactly. There's a nice blend of them. Yeah. But Charlie runs away and tells his mom that she's <laughs> sleeping. She pays no mind. She also, she offers him, like, a Valium. Like, do you want a Valium to go to sleep? Like, do you want some pills? It's the 80s. Yeah. 
Here, take some oxies. <laughs> <laughs> he runs outside and hides in the bushes, and he sees um, them carrying a body bag out, or bag with a body, not an official body bag, and a bat flies overhead of him, and Jerry, the vampire, like hands like the purse to his carpenters, like, hey, you forgot this, as they load the body up in his jeep. What's that movie that was like, Jerry? Oh, it's a fucking Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw, yeah. <laughs> I also, I won't lie, I think of that every time I hear the name Jerry in a movie now. Jerry! I feel so bad for people named Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> snooping in the bushes. Of There's the comical hole in the bush that he's peeking through. The van, like The bat flies over him. And it's like, you know, he's like, oh, he appeared in the shadows, and then, you know, uh, Jerry came out. <laughs> his mom gives away his position, because she comes yeah. out, she's like, Charlie! Charlie! <laughs> and then Jerry, like, sees him and throws his apple at him, as he just runs back into the house, which has to be the strangest encounter. <laughs> Think if you were just a normal dude, and this was what your neighbor was doing. Yeah, like, okay, we immediately have to move, the neighbor kid is weird. So, more trivia. Do you know why Jerry's often seen eating apples and stuff throughout this movie? I was going to mention, that's a far, like, removed thing from most vampire, like, lore. of If they eat actual food, they're, like, throw up and get sick. So, this movie is one of those cases that me and you are both big fans of, where they actually ended up having two extra weeks before they started shooting. Good. And so they rehearsed the movie. Oh. And also in doing so... Tom Holland said, well, I want you all to come up with little backstories for your characters, too, and maybe work some of that stuff into the movie. Right. And Jerry came up with the bat that turned him was a fruit bat. Oh, I love that. Holy shit. <laughs> so once in a while, he also eats apples. Oh, besides I... Besides drinking blood. I want to watch this immediately again, and it makes sense they did that two-week rehearsal thing, like Return of Living Dead and Reanimator did, because it's such a solid movie, and these actually feel like real people. Yeah, exactly. I, everyone should do this. Yes, why not? But yeah, that's a fun little thing. They all had to come up with their own backstories. I think Jerry's was the best. He's like, well, yeah. I was bit by a fruit bat. I'm going to eat apples once in a while, too. I was wondering why he was always eating fruit. <laughs> do you know what other Halloween movie he... Jerry, Chris... Is it Chris Sarandon? Yes. Do you know what he is that's also played all around Halloween all the time? Oh, without looking, I don't know. It's not going to be something you're thinking of. He's Jack oh. Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, because as soon as I pull up this thing, that was the first thing that shows up. That's insane. <laughs> and oh. his ex-wife, Susan Sarandon, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he's the six-fingered man from Princess Bride. See, he's got oh, a shit. good track record. On. He was also in Child's Play. Yeah. We've covered him before, too. Oh, I like this guy a lot. I had no idea. Back inside, the mom doesn't believe Charlie. She's like, no, you're just watching too many movies. Yeah. He tells Amy, I don't think she believes him, but she's not sure. But she believes maybe saw the body thing, but the vampire things I've already goes, I'm going to tell the police. Well, you can't. Amy would be good on throbbing with horror. Because yes. she says, well, you can't tell them he's a vampire. They won't believe him. Just tell them about the body. He's like, oh, good idea. She 100% would fit in on this show. She'd be a great third of like, yeah, that's exactly right. Do not run to them screaming vampire. <laughs> exactly. But the police and Charlie, what kind of investigation yeah. is this? You go to the police, you're like, I saw my neighbor kill somebody. 
Okay, come on, teenage boy. Let's go confront the murderers together. Yeah, I'm going to take you into what could be a crime scene and confront the murderer. You're his, You're the next door neighbor? Yeah, I'll make sure he knows that you're the one that turned him in. <laughs> yeah, but they get there and it's the carpenter who opens the door like, no, Mr. What was the name? Dandridge. Dan Dandridge, thank you. Is out on business. What can I help you with? Well, your neighbor here says he saw a murder committed. And it's very, like, sly at first. Of He's very good about not being like, Vampire! It lasts all of, like, five minutes before they're about to leave. And he's like, oh, check the basement! It's like, well, what's in the basement, Charlie? He's like, uh... It's like, why don't you tell him? He's like, it's a casket! Because he's... he's uh, does the sleep of the undead and they start laughing amongst themselves. <laughs> he's like, no, he's a vampire, goddammit! The cops are immediately like, okay, let's go. Oh, and he's like, and oh, what the Charlie fuck? Goddammit, like, you wasted all of our time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the carpenter guy's like, yeah, Charlie, what's down there? Yeah. <laughs> but he goes to Evil's house and he's asking advice on how to protect himself. He's like, well, what's in it for me? He goes, I have eight bucks. He's like, well, I won't turn down a fool's money. Here's the thing. What Ed, Ed slash evil tells him is just, you know, the basic stuff, which I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong. I'm right. always okay with the classics. So crosses, holy water, garlic, all that kind of stuff. But Charlie watches Fright Night Theater with Peter Vincent all the time. Yeah. Nothing that Evil told him should have been news. No, Charlie seems like he knows more about vampires than he does. Yeah, if anything, I've seen no signs that Evil is even into any of this stuff. No, it's just the fact that his name's Evil and he's weird. Yeah, but he gives him a, like a, a golden cross. He's like, take this! And he's talking weird the whole time. He's, he's like, like, yes, you, you should take this! Ah! <laughs> But he pays him eight bucks, he gets that, and tells him also to get garlic and holy water, and it's important, he can't enter your house without an invitation, so we're keeping that one there too. Right. At home, Charlie is vampire-proof in his room. He's got garlic up, he's nailing his windows down, he has the cross on him, he's all set for the night. It's 100% the, like, I'm done, I just finished. And his mom goes, Charlie, from downstairs. It's like, yes, mother! I have a I have a guest here that I want you to meet. Oh, golly gee, I wonder who it is. <laughs> Dude, it's such a cool reveal when he goes downstairs, too. Yeah. Because he's, like, sitting in the armchair, and you just see his fingers doing that, like, drumming thing on the chair. And you know right away, but it's a badass shot. It really is. I like it. And then, because Charlie's like, what's he doing here? And she's like, I invited him over for drinks. He's like, you invited him over. And... Uh, P Jerry immediately is like, yes, Charlie, she invited me over, which means I can come over anytime I want. Of course, if that's okay with your mother. <laughs> so once you're invited in, you don't have to get invited in each time. He's been invited in. His house is now free room for Jerry. That makes sense, because that would be so annoying. Like, imagine, like, in Dracula, they're trying to, like, uh Deuce, uh, Nina or whatnot, and he's like, "Yes, can I come in?" He's like, "Yes, you're allowed inside the house. We've known each other for like a month now. Come inside. You don't have to ask anymore." He's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> At night, Charlie hears footsteps on the roof and goes downstairs to check. As he's downstairs, Jerry sneaks in through the mom's window and 
breaks the doorknob as he leaves, like locking her in the room, kind of, and then sneaks into Charlie's room before Charlie returns. Charlie goes back, and it's a really cool shot. He's looking out the window, and the plaza door just opens, and Jerry's there. Yeah, because Charlie, like, walks in, and he's like, oh, shit, like, uh, is the vampire here yet? And he, like, looks across the street, and the light goes out. So he's like, oh, okay, he's over there. And he, like, yawns and stretches and does the thing where he stops, because he's like, oh, shit, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yep, grabs him by the throat, throws him through the closet. At first, I'm like, the mom better wake up. Thankfully, she does through this. But he's about to kill him, and he gives him the choice. He's like, here's the thing. Forget about me, Charlie. You don't know any of this stuff, and I leave you and your family and your friends alone. Otherwise, it's like, I'm going to kill you. Right. You know, pretty solid offer. Here's the thing. Take the deal, Charlie, or yeah. if you're not going to take the deal, still tell him that you will. Yeah, don't immediately try to attack him again, because he's going to be like, okay, fuck you. Like, I was nice enough as an evil, like, undead entity to give you a chance just to walk away, and you didn't do it. Do you know why I think he gives him the chance? Because he's brand new there, and he doesn't want to have to move again? Not even that. The police were just cold on him earlier today. Granted, it turned out to be a bunch of bullshit, the cops think. However, if the kid who just called the cops on their neighbor ends up dead that night, who do you think the prime suspect is? That's true. Where he's like, well, once again, he's like, I just moved. Moving's a bitch. I don't want to have to go through all this again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it was more self-preservation than mercy. Yeah, it makes sense. But he's about to throw him out the window, and... Charlie grabs a wooden pencil, wooden's important, and stabs it through Jerry's hand, and he, like, jumps back and shrieks in pain, and you see, like, vampire form, like, the monster form he takes here. Mom wakes up at this point, Jerry disappears, and she comes like, what happened? The room's a wreck. Yeah! sweaty, tired, like, everything's destroyed. I had a nightmare. His closet door smashed in. I don't think it's the best excuse, but I honestly don't know what else you would say. Like, I yeah. woke up like this. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess I slept walk. Phone rings. It's Jerry calling him. It goes, you started this. I'm going to finish it, Charlie. Oh, yeah, because um, as soon as, like, the mom comes in, there's a loud uh, loud crash outside. And she's like, what's that? And Charlie's like, oh, it's raccoons. But later we find out that, like, Jerry destroyed his car. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Terry's just like, well, fuck you if I can't kill you tonight. He's fucking petty as shit. He's a petty vampire. Like, oh yeah? I know what teenagers love their cars. Now you can't go anywhere. (laughs) And his actually wasn't like a shit car. It wasn't great, but like, it wasn't like the cliche 80s teenager car where it's smoke and you had to smack it to get it to start and everything. No, it did have like cow spots all over it. (laughs) Yes. Still, but it oh, ran. Yeah, but exactly. I had a truck in high school, and I hate trucks. All I cared about is it had wheels and it drove. Exactly. But he's right then after the scary phone call, he sees Peter Vincent on TV <laughs> talking about, I have fought vampires in all their forms, wolves, bats, mist, and I've always won. Did you catch the hilarious thing about this little spot? What? It's, he picks up a stake and a hammer, but he's holding it backwards. Yes. The pointy end is back towards him. It was a nice little touch. I love that. <laughs> Another fun thing. Vincent Price met the actor who played Peter Vincent, oh. and he loved it. He says, "I, you were like being me. I thought it was great. <laughs> like He loved his like performance as Peter Vincent. I could see Vincent Price being cool with it and being like, oh yeah, I, I enjoy this. 
Because Vincent Price in the 80s did that Monster Club movie, and that's kind of like a horror comedy type thing. Yeah, and it wasn't ever making fun of him, you know what I mean? Oh no, but it was a good, like, caricature. Yeah, this movie's interesting. I would never call it a parody. I think it's a love letter to, like, the vampire movies of old with, like, a modern, for-the-time twist to it. I feel that Tom Holland loves the Hammer Horror movies, and especially, like, Christopher Lee and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely get that sense from him. Charlie, of course, gets the brilliant idea. This man has fought vampires. He just said on the TV, it must be true. It's like Return of the Living Dead. You mean the movies lied? 100%. But he, he goes to the studio to see Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent's walking out carrying a box. He was just fired. But Charlie's all like, Mr. Vincent's like, ah, uh, what do you want? An autograph? And he's like, no. He's like, well, what else would you want? <laughs> I love the little touch as well that he's getting fired while Charlie runs up to him and is like, hi, Mr. Vincent, to where he's still like, oh, do you want an autograph? And he's like, no, not really. He's like, God damn it. I wish you really wanted an autograph. That would be a, like kind of a, a ego boost to me right now. <laughs> he's like, you know how you said you believe in vampires? Is that true? He goes, oh, yes, it is. You know, he's still playing <laughs> it up. He goes, I believe in vampires too. <laughs> he pauses for a minute. He's like, what is this kid? But he's like, oh, if only more of your generation did. And then he has the line, it seems young kids today only want to see demented madmen running around in ski masks hacking up virgins. Yeah, which it's a hundred, which is what was going on for most of the 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I love it, don't get me oh, yeah. wrong, but it's definitely a slasher dig. But it's a great slasher dig from a classic horror person. It's almost like Bella being like, all the people want to see anymore is giant monsters, giant grasshoppers. They don't want, don't want to classic gothic horror anymore. Yeah, definitely. This is one, like, I cannot, like, shake the thought of... Like, I'm having a vampire issue in real life, personally. I fly to Chicago, and I'm like, Svengooly, you need to help me. I saw you show Daughters of Dracula a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Maybe that's why horror hosts today never try to imply that they've actually fought monsters. They all saw Fright Night and just didn't want that to happen to them. Svengooly's just like, throw rubber chickens at them. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's like, I'm, my neighbor's a vampire. I need your help to kill it. And right then, Peter Vincent is really, oh, he's full crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, quickly puts his box in his trunk. I love him, like, running away, like, to his car. And Charlie's <laughs> excitedly yelling at him. He gets in rolls away, like, I'm sorry, I can't help you, and drives away. He's locking the doors from the inside. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Amy and Evil go to Charlie's house next, and they see the vampire-proof room, and they are concerned as they should be. Oh, because he's garlic and crosses are everywhere. I guess he's also like, I gotta be gothic about it, because he has candles everywhere as well. I don't know, maybe the vampires like to knock out power? Maybe. But then they go to recruit Peter Vincent. They're like, well, what about someone to help? Like, Peter Vincent, I already tried him. Like, well... (laughs) We can convince him. Don't do anything yet. Yeah, because he's like, I'm about in like about the next ten minutes to go over there and kill that man. And she's like, oh shit, we really escalated since the last time we hung out. So Amy and Evil Ed go to Peter Vincent's house to try to convince him, like, please just talk him out of it. So they go inside his apartment. 
he did you notice the Nosferatu mask and hands he has? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Right before they get to the door, dude, he just got fired today and he already has an eviction notice. Oh, yeah. No paycheck, the paycheck is Peter Vincent. This poor guy. And, like, he's all down the dumps, he gets a knock on the door, and he's like, oh, you want an autograph? Like, no, something more important. And again, it kills him. He's like, what could be more important than my autograph? Because he starts to, like, go and get into his horror, like, host get-up, kind of, of he puts on, like, a fancy jacket. Yeah, he's excited, he hides the notice, and they're like, well, our friend earlier, I mean, someone stopped by earlier to talk to you about vampires, he goes, oh, yes, he's, he's like, certifiably insane, or something, I hope it's not someone that you know. He's like, yeah, he, and Ed's like, she's got the hots for him. <laughs> Dude, I would be alarmed if evil was in my house, just the way he is. Yeah, like, you're worse than the other guy. But they offer... Offer him a $500 savings bond, and he's like, I'll take it! Because he starts going on and on about, like, I just got a great deal from Hollywood, I'm going to be starring in the next biggest motion picture. So I even had to quit Fright Night to do this. And they're like, we'll give you $500. He's like, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) But before they leave, they call Jerry, the vampire, to let him in on it. They're like, look, our friend is having delusions. He thinks you're a vampire. Can we come over and do some tests? Peter Vincent's on the phone with him, or Ed's on the phone, one of the two. I don't remember. But they're like, what about... What if we hold up some crosses? And Jerry's like, well, I'm a born-again Christian. I'd find that kind of sacrilegious. Like, oh, understandable, yes. Yeah. Like, what about holy water? Because the same thing, like, well, what if it's just tap water? We tell him it's holy water. It's, oh, okay, that works. Yeah, I love the excuse of, like, no, it's against my religion. No, I can't do that. Because you could see people being like, well, what can I argue against that? I can't be like, no, I'm going to bring a cross. <laughs> but he hangs up, he looks at... I don't know this man's name, the Carpenter. I would just call him Carpenter, or John. Yeah, I I kept thinking of him as just his familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we don't have to do anything. They're bringing him to us. But <laughs> they show up, and Charlie's already like, well, he's supposed to be here. He pulls up, like, ah, Charlie. And now the man he, the boy he ran away from earlier, he's acting like he's all excited to see, like, we have work to do, son, don't we? Yeah, he goes 100% into, like, oh, I get to play my favorite character again? Awesome! I know how to do this! <laughs> but he's like, where's all your stakes and your weapons? He goes, first I have to do a test. He's like, if you test him, we're already dead! It's almost like he, Peter Vincent's treating it. He's like, yes, well, I'm going to test the vampire. And if he turns out to be a vampire, I will very kindly excuse myself to my car and grab my tools, and I will come back and take care of him. (laughs) But they go in, and the carpenter lets them in. Jerry's at the top of the steps eating an apple, because he's a fruit bat, and (laughs) he comes downstairs, and he's kind of taken aback by Amy, we notice right here. Oh yeah, because even earlier, Charlie, when I think it was when he came over with the cop, he started looking yeah. through like paintings, and it's the classic: the vampire has a painting that looks just like the guy's girlfriend, which is actually kind of a thing. Yeah, you ever see those things like where just because there's only so many ways a human can be shaped, I guess, but like you can find pictures of people today in classical art like crazy. Oh, Nicolas Cage fought in the Civil War. <laughs> Dude, like, there's, uh, Keanu Reeves is another one where there's, yeah. like, some classic uh, painting that looks just like him. I love when you see people at art museums standing next to ones that look just like them and everything. Yeah, I love that. 
So this kind of does check out. I can see it. It makes sense because, like you said, there's like, oh, there's a billion, billion, billion people. A couple of them go local Lua like. Especially if you're immortal, you're bound to run into it eventually. This happened to me in high school where I was sitting in class and a group of kids came in and grabbed me. Of like, you need to meet this person. He looks just like you. And he was like, in some band thing where he came in to teach band or something and i went barging into his class and i'm like hey i was told that we look alike he's like yeah i've heard of you it's like yeah i guess we do look alike he was like yep and then went back to class (laughs) (laughs) okay well now what yeah it was just like yes i agree and um luckily i guess you're not hideous so this isn't an insult But they do the holy water test, and they hand it to him. He drinks it right by the fire. It looks like he's about to throw the bottle in the fire. Yeah. And Peter is like, <clears throat> and he, oh, yes, and hands it back to him. And Charlie begrudgingly says he's convinced, but he's not. But just like, see, Charlie? He wouldn't be able to. Charlie pulls out the cross, and it looks like it's about to work. But Peter Vincent snatches it away. He's like, Charlie, enough! Yeah, he thinks he's being ridiculous. Like, you're insulting this man. And then straight out of Dracula as they're leaving, Peter Vincent pulls out his cigarette case with a mirror in it. Yes, and that's a prop from one of his movies. Yeah, what was it called? Like, Orgy of the Damned or something like that. Evil Ed was like, I love you, Orgy of the Damned! (laughs) It's like, yes, that was one of my favorite roles. But he's looking in and he realizes that Jerry does not cast a reflection. Holy shit. And he does, it's 100%, he keeps looking back and forth, back and forth, like Van Helsing in the original Dracula, of like, okay, we get it, he doesn't cast a reflection, but just for you in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But he drops the mirror, he's freaking out, like, are you okay? Oh yeah, just drop something, alright, goodbye, and they all leave, and... Peter Vincent's, like, sprinting to the car. Charlie's like, you saw something! What is it? Nope, 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 nope. tell me! He's like, fine, you didn't cast a reflection. And he, goodbye! And he drives away. He's like, I'm the fuck out of this town. <laughs> and ever, but it should be good now, because Jerry and Carpenter think that Charlie's convinced this should be the end of it, but then Jerry steps on a shard of glass from the mirror, and he's like, he knows. Exactly, he's like, he gets the, uh, it's given away immediately of like, oh no, we still have to deal with this. They're all walking back home because Charlie doesn't have a car anymore. And I know he lives right next door, but he's walking the other two home. Yeah, because he wants to make sure that Amy gets home safe. Yeah, Evil goes down an alley and plays the prank on Charlie where he screams that there's a vampire. <laughs> then they ditch him, and then Jerry shows up and actually starts following Evil for real. And this scene is intense. I love the Jerry Chase scenes because he's got like part eight Jason teleport powers. Yeah, where he's like, they chase him, like, he'll go into like a parking garage and there he's immediately at the top of the parking garage. <laughs> but they at least explain it away with the mist thing and everything like that. Yeah, well, I enjoy that they play with those classic vampire things like the mist, the wolf, you know, that's coming. Yeah. The hypnotism later on? Yeah, it's all classic things that still work. It's why I love the vampire story so much. But he's kind of nice to Ed. He's like, I know that you're looked down on. Like, he's making a case for it. He's like, all you have to do is take my hand. And then Charlie and Amy hear Ed screaming. Of course, they don't buy it for a second. Well, Charlie's about to go back, and Amy's like, are you really going to fall for it again? Like, you know he's fucking with us. 
yet, which only a minute later, Jerry's after them. Like, he pulled the power, but it's only the power for these few streetlights above him, but they act all concerned about it. And then they yeah. see Jerry and they start taking off. I like that they gave him the long, like, trench coat to kind of mimic a cape. Yeah, I enjoy that. I also like that they, they're like, yeah, like you said, the lights go out, and they're like, maybe there's just a power outage. And they walk right by the power, like, box that has all the cords ripped out of it. And it's like, um, of course it's that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, the chase is on, and they're running all over the place. They try to get into a club, but they're kicked to the back of the line. Jerry's still coming, so they hop into, like, this kitchen entrance, and the most, like, Chef Boyardee chef that there is starts chasing them down. Oh, he's in the white coat, he has the white puffy hat on, he he might as well have a meat cleaver, and he's like, what are you doing to my salami? <laughs> <laughs> ah, mamma mia! Oh! They're hiding in this club and everything after that, and... It cuts to evil at Peter Vincent's house. He's knocking on the door. He's like, let me in, let me in. There's a vampire. Peter Vincent, now a recent believer in vampires, yes. of course, lets him in. Keyword, he lets him in. Yes. You may enter my dwelling. <laughs> yes. Evil, of course, starts laughing and attacks Peter Vincent. He's a new vampire. He's not sure what he has to watch out for yet. Because Peter Vincent has crosses and props all over his house. Of course. So he grabs a cross and burns Evil's forehead. And this looks cool because it just looks like a giant X right on his forehead. Yeah. And, well, it's also, it lends to, like, what you said of Evil isn't used to it. He's brand new. So he gets burned by the cross and he's like, what did you do to me? That he doesn't understand really what's happened. Is it like my dad's going to be so mad at you or something? That's what it sounds like. But he goes, the master will kill you for this, and he leaves. Right. Oh, where we? Oh, back to the club. Jerry finds Amy and Charlie at, while Charlie's on the phone with Peter Vincent. Oh my god. Jerry hypnotizes Amy. It was a step away from doing the Bella hand thing. They, I, it was exactly, 100% like he hypnotizes her, basically doing the Bella Hand thing. And then they just dry hump on the dance floor. And it takes uh, Charlie so long to be like, where'd Amy go? Dude, I feel like it's ten minutes, but I won't lie, I don't mind it at all. No, well, because it's a cool scene. It's also like the song is like... I'm not a bad guy, it's just a bad town kind of thing, because I had the captions on, so it's doing the song, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> and, like, she, it's also showing, like, it's not complete, like, your mind's wiped. She kind of snaps in and out of it a couple times. Yeah, like, oh, shit, it's you, and then right back to, like, uh, orgy on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> orgy of the damned. Exactly. They uh, Dead people love orgies, man. I was going to say, look at Baby, Sherry Moon from House of Thousand Corpses. She's talking about fucking dead bodies all the time. <laughs> exactly. Charlie finally notices after a while and goes to punch Jerry, and he just catches his fist. And he's like, you can't kill me. He goes, I don't want to kill you. I want you to bring Peter Vincent to my house tonight. And then security shows up to break up the fight. They get split up. Charlie and Amy take off. And security's like, no, you can go the other way. And Jerry just straight up murders two security guards yeah. on the dance floor. He full vampires out. He has the red eyes. His claws come out. He's got the fangs. Because there for a minute, I was going to be like, this reminds me of Ice Cream Man. Of You're beating up what looks like a teenager in the middle of this dance floor surrounded by people and no one's reacting. But luckily people react in this one. 
Oh, yeah, it goes, like, stampede out of there. To where it's like, you're worried about giving yourself away? You were just in front of hundreds of people, fully vampired out, and you seem like the kind of guy that wants to go out and have a social life, so you're going to show back up to this dance club. It's like, oh, no, he's back. Especially when you can only go out at night. I imagine yeah. It's not a huge town. I imagine this is one of the only places available to you. You're fu- you have to move. You found the f- perfect vampire house with all the stained glass and the grand staircase and everything. Know how hard that is to find? <laughs> yeah, all the cobwebs are still there. I can't be a vampire in an apartment. But the club stampedes out, Amy and Charlie get separated, Jerry finds Amy again, and then Jerry, Amy, and Ed all drive away as Ed's looking out the back laughing at them all. Right. Charlie goes to get Peter Vincent, and Peter Vincent is wised (laughs) up at this point. And he's like, what are you, one of those vampire things? He's like, no, he goes, grab this! He throws a cross through and makes Charlie grab it. And he grabs it and Peter Vincent's like, he like, the light in his eyes of like, okay, you're one of the good ones. He's believing in his movies 100% now. Oh, but Peter Vincent's like too scared to go at first. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know like how Charlie's our main character, right? Right. He doesn't do shit. You know who our like actual hero of the movie is? And oh. it has all the beats of a main character? is Peter Vincent. Oh yeah, he kills like, uh, you know, a couple different vampires coming up. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But yeah, he's like, Charlie doesn't do anything except there and like be like, Amy! And like hold her and be like, we need to save her! But like, for real, Peter Vincent starts the TV host. He's yeah. fired. Um, a boy comes to recruit him for a thing. He doesn't believe it at first. Friends come. He takes it just for the check. He finds out it's real. Is scared. He's convinced to do the thing. He triumphs at the end and then like, his life's back together. That's a hero's story, front to back. Yeah, this is what I love about this movie so much, is it's about a horror host as the hero. Yeah, and I don't know why he's not top-billed. He should be. Yeah, really. We cut back to the Jerry house, and Amy wakes up in a new sexy dress upstairs <laughs> and see all the paintings of basically her. And Jerry's like, someone I knew a long, long time ago. Then we get some sensual topless makeout scenes. The bite, and the bite's actually really cool here. Yeah. Because it's shown from the back, and, like, the blood runs down the back and everything. I don't know, something about that I really like. Yeah, I enjoy it, too. And it's really, it's a cool scene. It's lit well, because she's, like, down by the fireplace, so it's also kind of sexy, like, in that vampire way, you know? Oh, it's the most cliche, sexy, like, failure. Sitting on a fur rug in front of the fireplace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Peter and Charlie have decided to come take down the vampires. They're both outside the house, and they are armed with all the usual (laughs) vampire weapons. They have stakes, holy water, the whole shebang. Which, this has to be just a prop from one of his movies, right? This vampire kit? Oh, I'm sure. Definitely. Well, he never believed in vampires until a few hours ago, so yes. Yeah, it's 100% a movie prop that he's using, which I also love. (laughs) But they're at the door, and they're talking about, I think we should go through the back to sneak in, and the door just opens on its own, and goes, I think it's too late for that. <laughs> yeah, because well, they're already halfway up on the porch, and Vincent's like, wait a minute, holy shit, what are we doing? Um, Why are we going through the front door? What the fuck? <laughs> but they go in, and Jerry appears at the top of the stairs, and a really cool shot, stained glass behind him, everything, and he mocks Peter Vincent, is like, welcome to Fright Night. Yeah, which, you know, they said the name of the movie in the movie. (laughs) 
Did, did you ever watch the remake? No, I haven't yet, but I, um, fuck, I forget what the guy's name is that's in it. He was also in Star Trek. He uh, died. Colin like, Farrell no. plays, like, Jerry, and what's his name? David Tennant, the Doctor Who, oh. plays Peter Vincent. Oh, okay. That makes me kind of want to check it out. Yeah. I will one day. I do love Doctor Who, and David Tennant's good. Yeah, we'll cover it on the show sometime. Not for a while, though. Yeah. But they're in there, Jerry's up there mocking Peter Vincent, and Peter pulls out a cross, he's like, back spawn of Satan, or whatever, and Jerry just grabs it, he's like, you have to have faith for this to work on me. Here's the thing, Peter Vincent used the cross on evil earlier, but I think because he was a new vampire, it worked on him. He's still, like, not sure what he's doing. Jerry's clearly a much older vampire. The fact that the only pictures he has of his long-lost lover are paintings. He's been around for a long time. And what do we know about Amy, who he just sucked blood from? Her and Charlie have been going out for a whole year, but all they do is make out. So, Amy's a virgin. So, he just had virgin blood, which is, like, the ultimate, like crack for a vampire of, like, holy shit. So, he's at, like, full power right now. Yeah, this is his peak performance right here. Yeah. Charlie does not have this faith issue. He pulls it out, and he it makes him slink away. I love the sound he makes every time when the cross comes out. Jerry's just like, oh, <laughs> and like slinks back into the dark. Well, because it's a cool scene of, like, uh, like you said, uh, Peter Vincent shows him the cross, and Jerry's like, fuck you. And then Charlie comes up with the cross, and I guess Charlie believes. So he's actually, like, affected by it. So that's a cool kind of parallel thing. Yeah. He takes off, but then the carpenter comes out and just knocks out Charlie. I think his name's Billy. I'm not positive, though. Okay. But he knocks out Charlie, and Peter Vincent just runs away next door to Charlie's house. He's like, (laughs) Mrs. Brewster! Mrs. Brewster! (laughs) He's trying to call the police. I don't know why, but the phones are cut. But And then it's also uh, set up really well from, like, a throwaway line of um, Mrs. Brewster is like, I'm going to be working nights starting tomorrow night. So that's why she's not home. Yeah, exactly. And they did establish that earlier, so it makes perfect sense. Which, bravo movie for doing that. You crossed your T's and dotted your lowercase J's. But Peter Vincent runs up to, like, the different rooms looking for, finds her room, and there's a lady clearly in, like, a Raggedy Ann wig. Yeah. it's evil-legged bed. It's like, she's working night! (laughs) (laughs) But she left a note! Dinner's in the oven! I don't know why. It's it's the dumb line. It, it doesn't mean anything. But his delivery is incredible to the point, like, I, it's like a quotable line almost just because of the way Evil says it. He's just so good in this movie. I don't know. He's so over the top and I should hate it. But he has that perfect line he catches. I like it. Yeah, it's that perfect balance. Yeah, but... Peter runs out of the room and falls and, like, crashes through this table in the hallway. Ed transforms into a wolf and, in slow motion, lunges at Peter Vincent and, of course, is staked with the 
newly crushed table that Peter Vincent fell through. Yeah, because there for like a few seconds, we see the goodest boy, he's so cute and fluffy, I want to give him pets, come out of the door, and you know it's supposed to be Evil Ed, and but he's just so cute. And he goes running up to him, and he stakes him. And this is like the great de-transformation scene I was talking about. Is It's Ed... Oh, this is so cool! Yeah, de-transforming from the wolf. Where it's like, American Werewolf in London, it's known for that transformation scene. This one's almost worse. Of he's like, going back to person, and then like, P- Peter Vincent goes down and almost feels bad for a second until he looks up. It's like, oh, it's like a Wolfman thing. Yeah, ew. And like, backs away from him again. <laughs> well, I think he's still thinking on like, holy shit, this is still a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's still in, because you can definitely tell Ed is like, oh, fuck, like, help me, I fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, he's only been a vampire for, like, half a day. Yeah. But then Ed dies. Yeah. Kind of. We'll get there. He turns back to, like, 100% just person Ed form, and is like, oh, and dies in the cross disappears from his forehead and it cuts to peter vincent he has this like what the fuck did i just see look on his face but then he realizes i don't just play one on tv i'm literally a vampire killer now yes i get a big boost of confidence i better let's run next door with my table leg (laughs) (laughs) back at the other house jerry throws charlie in the room with amy and locks him in there throws a wooden stake in with him and leaves him there he finds out that amy's a vampire is like like when he looks at her she's still like unconscious there right now but he sees that she's been turned peter vincent like is at the door with him like knocking on he's like quick charlie make a lot of noise and charlie starts screaming like he's being attacked by a vampire jerry's laughing downstairs like oh looks like someone's awake and this is where you really get of okay of uh the helper guy, the familiar, is some kind of ghoul thing, because he also has a coffin. Yeah. Also, we did get the line, like, what about the other guy? They're like, he walks around in the daylight, he must be human. Not necessarily. Well, no, I'm not saying he is, but that's the oh, conclusion yeah. they came to. Exactly. It gets too quiet as Peter breaks through the door, and, like, something's up. We have company. The Peter and Charlie leave the room. And coming up the stairs is the carpenter. And I thought this was going to be so simple. It was kind of hilarious. Because Peter Vincent pulls out a gun and just brains him. Yeah, just shoots him in the head. And you see, like, the bullet, like, hole in the forehead where the guy falls back all the stairs. And, like, Jerry comes. He's like, oh, no, not my familiar. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly just love the ideas if he was just a human and that's yeah. all it took to stop him. Because up until now, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He gets back up, he's pumped with lead a bunch more times, doesn't work, and then what do they do? Oh, Charlie stakes him and he dies. So they both have one vampire kill each or almost yeah. vampire kill each. And this is where this movie checks another notch that I love of we get a melt scene of we get a person melting because he gets the stake through the chest and he looks down and the pant, his pant legs dripping just green goo just slightly. And then it turns from that into his, he's a skeleton that's dripping and shit. <laughs> It turns to sand by the end. It's a really yeah, cool scene. I love it. Jerry's outside on the roof. Why don't you just hang out there the whole time, dude? Don't come back in. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, wait until morning, close to it, hurry up, get in your casket, make them think you're still outside. It's the great thing, because now Jerry's full-on pissed. Like, vampires, through most of the vampire movies, they're, like, sit there in their toy with you and whatnot, until the person pisses them off. And then they turn, like, full monster of, like, the Christopher Lee uh, vampire movies. Like, his eyes turn red, he starts hissing, you know. This one yeah. starts to turn into like almost kind of a creature thing, and he's just stalking them. Yeah, he's kind of monster form here. Yeah. And you hear him yell from outside, I command you to awake! Kill them both! And then Jerry just bursts through the stained glass window, but it's dawn. And so he turns into a bat and attacks Peter Vincent. He's fended off, and he's pulled into the sun for a split second. Does Sun hits him, so he starts flying down to the basement. Um, They're like, to they the basement! And they, like, go chasing <laughs> after him. <laughs> <laughs> They're just shut the door, he's a bat, he won't get through. Yeah. <laughs> but they run down after him, Peter Vincent finds the coffin in the secret, like, sealed-off room. He's in there by the coffin, Amy comes downstairs and attacks Charlie. And there's a lot of, like, attacks and then stop, like, her crying and sounding normal again and reattacking him and things like that. Oh, it's the classic scene of she like is crying with her hand like her head in her hands. And then she looks up and she has the giant monster face with the fucked up teeth and turns around to Charlie and Charlie's like, oh <laughs> it's the evil dead thing. Like Linda yeah. Ash, what are you doing? Don't you love me? You know, all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And then turns back into a deadite. Peter gets the casket open and stakes Jerry and credits, right? Exactly, yeah. Movie's over. That's all you have to do to a vampire. Well, he fucking misses the heart somehow. And yeah. it doesn't kill him. He, like, I want to say sits up, but he doesn't sit up. It's like he's catapulted upright. And then, of course, it starts attacking Peter Vincent. It's like Nosferatu setting up in the original silent film. Yeah, exactly. Just that, like, almost like you have a board behind their back stand-up thing. Exactly. He takes a stake out that he got staked with and throws it, and earlier at the scene with the carpenter painting all the windows black, Rolling Stones want their money, but <laughs> and throws it, and a tiny hole goes through on the windows, and a beam of light comes through and hits him, and so Charlie gets the bright idea to start smashing all the windows. Charlie's breaking everything open, so there's all these like sunspots coming through that Jerry has to miss, and Charlie finally breaks open the last one when he's about when Jerry's about to kill Peter Vincent, I think, and we get the coolest melting effect I've seen in a little while. Oh, because it hits him in, like, the chest, and Jerry goes flying back. There's, like, this green light coming out of his chest, so you're like, oh, yeah, that's not good for a vampire. And, yeah, he, like, splats against the wall. <laughs> He's, like, changing form, too. Yeah. Like, because his skeleton's, like, half regular vampire, half bat, as he's, like, melting and dying and everything. It's cool. And then... It explodes in a cool little explosion. Do you, does this effect look kind of familiar to you, the explosions? Possibly. The team who did the special effects on this right before this did Ghostbusters. And so a lot of the things they learned on that set, they brought to this movie, okay. especially in this scene. That makes sense. Uh, I can kind of see that now with the different colored lights and everything. And yeah. Amy goes back to normal because the head vampire who bit her, she didn't have time to fully turn. And all three of them hug, and I love that detail. Peter, Vincent, <laughs> Amy, and Charlie all have a big group hug. They're all great friends now, and even by the last scene, they are still great friends. 
I hope so. I hope they keep in touch. Well, they seem to be, because uh, is this where now it's like the happy ending, kind of, and they're back in his bedroom? Yeah, it's clearly sometime later. I'd imagine a few months or something where, like that. Like you said, this the, like they're watching TV together, Charlie and Amy, and Peter Vincent and Fright Night, uh, the horror host shows back on the TV. He's like, yes, I had to... Uh, let the vampires rest for a minute, but I am back. Isn't that right, Charlie? And, like, they smile, and then as soon as the movie starts, they turn the TV off. You can still fucking have the TV on. Also about this, Peter Vincent has grown as a horror host. He's showing, like, an alien invasion, like, yeah. style movie and everything. He's learned to embrace different types of horror through this whole experience. How great it would it have been if they continued with sequels of this? Of, now the next one, it's Peter Vincent and Charlie and Amy versus Aliens. And then the movie after that is them versus Slashers. And, you know. They did one sequel. Um, yeah. Before the remake and everything, and it was Jerry's sister coming for revenge. Yeah, and it was like in a high-rise building or something. I've never seen it. Yeah, I honestly haven't either. I know about it. It's on my to-do list. I will get there eventually. Eventually we'll do it for the show and we'll have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's my excuse for everything. Exactly. But then Charlie sees red eyes at the neighbor's house. He ignores it and kisses Amy. And you hear a voiceover from the neighbor house going, Ha You're so cool, Brewster! Evil Ed is still alive and still a vampire. Yes, and he, now he's in the neighbor house. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the sequel I want Evil Ed coming back after Charlie and Peter Vincent. That could be interesting. Of It's like almost like more of a Return of the Living Dead type of like how that one it was like punk rock zombies. This time it's like a punk vampire. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's Fright Night. Yeah, holy shit. Such a good movie. Great time. It's even an hour and 45 minutes long. And sometimes I'll complain about being like, ah, they could have cut down on this movie. This one, you don't feel it at all. No, I realize that too. I knocked out one take because a lot of times I'll break it up into like two, sometimes three watches. Yeah. No, one one take, sat down, watched the whole thing, enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's a great time. Well, you want to get in Count of the Dead? I think I exhausted most of my fun facts already. Let's. Oh, there's one other fun fact I have. When they go into Peter oh, Vincent's house, he has a picture of Bella Lugosi on the wall. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Yeah, so my Bella radar went off and I saw him. Hello, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. The ah, ah is very appropriate for this movie. Yes. I just always think of Hotel Transylvania, and I know it's a different line, but it's like, I do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right. The throbbing with horror count of the dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. How many do you think we got with Fright Night? Like most vampire movies, there's there's a few, but not a ton. Yeah. Um, I always know I'm going to get it off by like one. I'm going to say four. Four. No, I fucked up. No, I way fucked up. I'm going to say six. Okay. You're going to say six? I'm going to say six. I probably fucked up again. That's what I'm talking about. Six. Yeah, you got it. Because I completely, for some reason, forgot about Jerry and his familiar. Yep. And then we had the two girls at the beginning. Yes. Then we had two security guards, Jerry and his familiar. Yeah. Because Ed did not count. He's still alive. Exactly. Very nice. Well, I got Very it. Very good. Yeah. Well, that was Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. And now it's time for Brett from Dimension Z's ratings from Dimension Z. 
Uh, so basically, I'm going to take something from the movie and I'm going to rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. And let me think about what would be good for this one. Oh yeah, I kind of got one. I got half a one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do right. horror hosts. Okay. So a number one version of a horror host, the worst kind of horror host. I'm trying to because there's no horror host I've ever watched where I'm like, oh my god, that was fucking horrible. I hate them. But I could almost see it as someone that's just doing like a fictitious person that's just doing as a, a money grab of like, you know, they don't like these movies. They're just doing it as like, give me money. Fuck you. Like you hear stories from a convention as someone tries to meet them. It's like, oh, fuck you and your goddamn movies. Okay. A number 10 horror host, the perfect horror host. It's throbbing with horror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think because there's so many like I can go Joe Bob, but Joe Bob, I love Joe Bob to death. He's not a classic horror host. When you think about it, you think about the guy coming out of the crypt or something or the ghoul kind of thing. I'm split between Singuli and Zachary. Okay. So those two, <laughs> I mean, neither of those are my 10 horror hosts. What would you say? Zachary closer. I like some, I'd say Joe Bob or Elvira or one of the two classic ladies, Vampire or Elvira. Okay. See, I like Vampire in her style. I just haven't because like none of her footage is around anymore. So like I very wish very few of it's out there. Yeah, there's so little, and I wish I could see more. Like, and it's like Zachary. He has like some of his original stuff around that you can find online, but there's not a ton. But he was around for so long that you get the character. Oh, definitely. And I love both of them, too, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to give Fright Night 10 horror hosts out of 10. Holy shit, I love this movie. It's right up my alley. It's got vampires. It's got horror hosts. It's in the 80s, but it doesn't overdo the 80s where it's campy. I have such an amazing time every time I watch this. Dude, I'm so happy to say that because I thought you were about to give me shit when I gave this... <laughs> 10 horror hosts out of 10. Holy shit, did we get a surprise Hall of Famer? This is one I didn't see coming. Because here's the thing. I didn't go to rate it 10 originally. I didn't have a number, but I was like, what should I give Fright Night? I'm like, there's nothing I can knock no. to take it down. I'm like, this is a, a throbbing with horror 10. I 100%. Agree. Well, yeah, there, I'm trying to think through the whole movie, and there's not really anything that like I'd be like, oh, you can lose 10 minutes. Oh, good. That makes me so happy. Yeah. So I get to give this speech. Yay! I turn to the page of my notes with this speech. <laughs> with all of them written down. All right. The Throbbing Horror Hall of Fame is any movie that gets a perfect 10 from me and Brett. The Hall of Fame class is currently Halloween, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Hereditary, Trick or Treat, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Fly, Dracula, Night of the Living Dead, The Return of the Living Dead, and introducing Fright Night. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. We got a, a brand new Hall of Famer in Throbtober. Dude, yeah, that makes me really happy. First Throbtober to hit a Hall of Fame, maybe the only. We haven't recorded all of them yet. But, yeah. So that means I'm going to have to put this at the beginning. But yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But, um, yeah, this is one. I can't believe, first time I watched it, I was like, I cannot believe this took me so long to watch. I would have loved this as a kid. Oh, yeah, even better. I love it as an adult. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, such a great time. Oh, for sure. Uh, any last thoughts on it? or? I mean, 
for real, if you guys are planning out like your Halloween day watch and you're listening to us in October when we release this, I highly recommend putting Fright Night as part of it. Like, Ooh, yeah. maybe not if it's your, maybe not if you only have time to watch one. Of course, maybe go with like Halloween or something like that. But if you have time to marathon a couple horror movies, for sure, Fright Night fits that bill perfectly. Personally, I could see this being a great night before Halloween. Like, it's the 30th, and it's going to be going into the 31st. Because, of course, you're going to stay up past midnight to watch it go into the 31st and go enjoy as much of it as you can. You're a true horror fan, aren't you? Um, (laughs) But this, I would think, would be a great, like, you start it at, like, 9 o'clock or something on the 30th. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got on Fright Night. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, fucking, of course, you can definitely tell we both love Fright Night. Uh, we'll see what we have coming up for Throbtober next, and we hope that Fright Night has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, uh, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else, subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.